I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I am joined by, I think, one of my favorite podcast guests ever, Olivia Atwood. Welcome back, love. Thanks, Helen. You're going to make my head massive. I'm going to have to lube it up to get through the door. (laughs) Do you know what? I'm so lucky. Like I mentioned at the start, like obviously lockdown has meant I've got a lot of incredible people at my disposal who normally would be super busy. So I am feeling like a real grateful bit. I'm probably verging on smug, if I'm honest, at the moment about the podcast. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you because... I don't know if you get enough credit for this, but you are really articulate. You're really honest. Like you're very intelligent. And I'm just like, I am, I am impressed by you. And I love when a woman comes on and impresses me because I just think, fucking get in. So yeah, Thanks. well done. Mate. I thought, um, can I come back next week? This is really, this is really good for my self-esteem, by the way. This is like, <laughs> I feel like you're my new therapist. I should be paying you. <laughs> you've got this you can do anything i'm like i'm gonna come off this podcast and be on the phone to my agent being like book this book that she's like sorry i fucking spent an hour with vicky patterson now i'm taking on the world yeah (laughs) oh i'm happy to help mate. you need to realize like your own your own light definitely um when i let when we when we stopped for part one we were Mm. talking all things wedding and you were being i think really measured um, and very rational about the whole process. And quite frankly, Liv, not only did I not expect it, I certainly <laughs> wouldn't be able to be as benevolent if I was in your position. I think I'd be doing the whole bridezilla, chucking everything out me pram. Uh, do you know what? I think I've surprised everyone around me with the wedding <laughs> stuff. And I've surprised mm. myself and I've surprised Brad. Um, I think, do you know what? I think on the outside and from the way I am and the the things I like, I think people probably think bridezilla all day long. She's, you know, desperate to get married. She's, you know, all obsessed with the way it's going to look and the size of it and everything else. And I, do you know what? Maybe that would have been me like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But I think as I got towards my later part of my twenties and I've got to say the engagement kind of did in a way come out of, kind of came out of left field. I wasn't really expecting it. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of made like a bit of peace with the fact that my journey is just not going to go that way. Like I really thought that it would be a while before we'd be having these conversations. So I'd kind of like put not a pin in the idea of marriage, but I definitely was not consumed by it. Mm-hmm. So then when it kind of happened and you asked me to marry him and all that, obviously it was, it was you know amazing. I was so thrilled, but I was still like this. I've gone into it with the same calmness. Like I was never mm-hmm. like, 
you know, so I think some girls get the ring and the next day they're like, let's plan this wedding. Whereas it, we yeah. were very, we sat on it for a while, it was very relaxed. And then, you know, going into actually the wedding with the pandemic striking, it's like, it's one of those things. I feel like one thing I've learned and I'm going to try and take out of these lockdowns is like to not, things are out of your hands. Don't give it all your emotional energy because I'm very good at that. I'm very good at, you know, beforehand, <laughs> if I say I was on a train to London for a day of work and the train was delayed, I would end up being on the train in tears and angry. And But actually, there's nothing you can do about it. You're on this train. It is broken down. Yeah, you're going to be late. Yeah, your day's fucked. But also by exasperating yourself and getting yourself all worked up, is you're not going to gain anything. You're just going to end up there late, disheveled and upset. So I'm trying to do the same thing with the wedding. Nothing I can do about it. Literally nothing I can do about it. And I want to enjoy it. So if that means doing it a year later and having the full run up, then we'll do that. And hopefully he's still around. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, he hasn't he's come nowhere. to his senses. <laughs> he's gone nowhere or he'll have another nasty injury, I'd imagine. <laughs> oh, Jesus, would he just? <laughs> no, but I think it's such, it's honestly proper refreshing and such, it, it is the right approach, definitely. I think I've learned something similar, like my life coach for, for like years has been telling me, don't stress about what you can't control. Mm. Like, focus on what you can. Yeah. And, like, it's been completely out of my, like, realm of capability to do that. Like, mm. when I was moving as fast as I was, when I was so driven, when I wanted all the things I did, it was like, well, I'm going to stress about everything because everything's important. <laughs> yeah. But then... In lockdown, mm. like everybody else, I've been forced to take my foot off the gas and relax a little bit. And actually, like, I can't control when this pandemic ends. Mm -hmm. I can't control when I can see my friends again and hug people and do all the amazing jobs I love and travel and all the rest of it. But what I can control is making sure I'm putting out nice, positive content on the Instagram. <laughs> is that, like, I'm getting what I need out of the day. So whether mm -hmm. that's an hour on my own, whether it's a couple hours off social media, whether it's loads of snuggles with Erkan, whether it's a, a training yeah. session... It's just focusing on what you can control and trying to let what you can't wash over you. And it mm -hmm. sounds as though like it's exactly like the attitude you've adopted for your wedding. And mate, it's, it's, I, I, who am I speaking to? It's right. Take off the mask. This is not Olivia Atwood. It's so, it's so mature and fucking measured. You're amazing. I mean, let's mate. not get this, not get this wrong. Like I have my moments. Like yeah. I have my moments still, but for some reason they just haven't, it hasn't been wedding related. I mean, Brad sit here, be looking and be like, you're joking, mate. You had an absolute fucking breakdown like two weeks ago because you dropped your bronzer palette. So I do have my moments, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> wedding i seem to have got under control yep i like you i said like you said it's, it's way easier said than done but that is such a good piece of advice you know focus on what you can control and not what you can't control and mm. i had you know a real i've been through a whole journey the last like what is it four years since love island it's like you know when i came out of love island i you know was met with a lot of hostility. I think it was, mm. you know, that when I came out, I think it was really 70, 30, 70 being really didn't really strongly didn't <laughs> fucking like me, really fucking hated me. And I had a choice and it was like, I can't control the way people feel about me right now from what they've watched, mm. but I can control how I react to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a choice here to go down one route and start pointing fingers and go, it's not my fault. You didn't see everything. Yeah. Or I have another choice just to take it on the chin and actually be like, well, I know who I am. I know I can be a right little shit as I was in love mind <laughs> at times, which riled people up. But I also, I can be nice. I can be humble. I can be 
you know, relatively entertaining, I think. So I'll <laughs> just, you know, I'll just, <laughs> I will just ride the wave and hopefully in time people will see that. And th- that's the choice. Like you say, you always have a choice. And when yeah. I was younger, I felt like I didn't have a choice. And I think I read something today that said maturity is knowing that every action doesn't need a reaction. And I think Me, that's I like, love that quote. I love it. And I think, you know, even in the villa, like, even in Love Island, I, you know, I see, I still see bits and bobs, you know, people send me on Instagram, whatever. I definitely went into that villa thinking everything needed a reaction. I was so reactive. I was like, I was ready to go off at any point. I, someone only had to look at me wrong and I'd go off. But I think that was like, that was representative of who I was at that time. The kind of, I took a little bit of baggage in there with me. I was angry at men. I was angry at the world. Do you know what I mean? So then I kind of displayed that for the nation. Yeah. But then when I came out, I had like, I'd say it took me like a year of sort of finding my feet in reflection, like you say, to decide which way am I going to go here? Like, am I just going to carry on being really self-destructive and angry and biting back at everyone? Or am I just going to chill out, try and take some control of my own life, like you say, the things I can control mm-hmm. and see what happens? And it, look where you are now, mate. Like, I, I don't mean to continue this this pattern I've fallen into of like sucking you off. But it's like Sonny and I love it. I oh, love it. No. Oh, come on. I keep going. really am fangirling you hard here. Like, calm your passions, Vic. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think like if you look at your journey and again, I know it's a cheesy word, but it's true. Um, and where you've gone from in terms of like the public eye and everything and how people perceive you, you are now like, honestly, when I said to people like, who do you just want to see on the podcast? And you've been on my wish list for a while, mate. But yeah, everyone, Olivia Atwood, she's great. Love you two together. You two would be brilliant. And I thought, you know what? You wouldn't have fucking said that when you come out of Love Island. But I am <laughs> buzzing that you're saying it now because it's right. You have, you took control of your destiny, mate. Mm. You allowed people to say that, yeah, we can all, be the person that we don't love in ourselves sometimes you know a little bit maybe too quick to to argue or maybe too quick to react but ultimately you're funny you're a girl's girl and we love you oh thanks Vic no problem can I ask you know it's so weird you talk about Love Island right Mm. often than not the people who go on these shows whether it's The Only Way is Essex whether Mm. it's Geordie Shaw whether it's Love Island are young and what what happens is uh, quite impressionable sometimes. Don't get us wrong, not mm. all the time, but more often than not, just finding out who they are. Mm. And they are put on this platform, given like millions of people nationwide or worldwide watching them. And if they step one foot out of line, yeah. they are completely vilified. Yeah, That's it. The public have made a decision and in one fell swoop, you can get cancelled. Yeah, And actually, like having people like yourself on your podcast, learn from your own experiences. I wasn't what everybody wanted me to be. No. I wasn't that... I wasn't angry. I wasn't complete. Like, don't get us wrong. I had moments of anger, mm. but I was not aggressive all the time. I was, yeah. not, but I was a lost little girl mm. who was honestly, who was un, un, totally unprepared for the situation she was in mm. and, and was struggling and also like didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And it was just people seeing sort of a hundred hours of footage crammed down into 42 minutes was enough for everybody yeah. to completely think they had me figured out. Yeah. And do you agree that's sort of the same process? 
Um, yeah, I, I would, I would agree. Yeah, because I mean, the the sort of the level of scrutiny you guys are put under at the height of Geordie Shore, I guess, would be very similar to the same of what we was under with Love Island. Mm-hmm. So I think if anything was to be, because I think as you say with Tawi, it was more like a gradual thing. I think over the years, like, I think Geordie Shore and Love Island both had that kind of, you know, it it. It was so big and it was so many eyes on it, so many opinions, so many... Mm. Yeah, and do you know what? I think it was tough. I think that's what especially, I mean, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, that's when the people around you come into play as well. Because yeah. I think when you've got... You know, my family are really happy to knock me off my pedestal, keep me grounded. <laughs> and I think you need that. And, I, yeah. you know, I used to really begrudge having such an opinionated family who would just be, like, ready to sort of knock me back to the real world so often but now I look back and think god thank god you did because like yeah. you actually really need people to remind you like the bigger picture um because it's when you're in the eye of the storm it's really hard to see a way out um mm-hmm. and see and see also see like it feels like the end of the world like you say when something you know an article hits the daily mail it's like it feels like the that is the whole world but actually when you put your phone down, walk away from it five minutes and talk to like Joe down the street, he don't know what you're talking about, but you're in the eye of the storm. So you <laughs> think that, that it's the whole world, but actually you have to get some perspective. It's so shit because I, I hate I, even talking about it kind of like makes my stomach literally like turn because Caroline was such a mentor for me with that because mm. she was one very protective of me when I came out of the villa because I was getting a lot of stick. And she'd been in the industry for how many years? And obviously she had all she'd had all the haters when she presented X Factor and she'd gone through it with the people she dated. And she used to give me so many good little nuggets and send me messages and you know, and that she really put it in perspective. And it was really like to have someone like her on on the on, attached to that show mm-hmm. who knew firsthand what it was like to have people judging you who didn't know you, that was like that was really She's a massive support to me and a massive mentor. So I think, yeah, having people around you who can advise you, you know, who've been through it and also um, your family and your friends keep you grounded. As soon as they start treating you like you're blah, blah off the telly, it's game over. Whereas oh, you know that my family you just know aren't that. like that. Whereas I think it does happen with some people and then they've got no one to say, hey, you're being an arsehole. Yeah, like home, you're not you know, Michelle Obama, like, relax, like, you know what I mean? Mm, Just, nice reference. I, I, was trying to think of a really, I was trying to think of a woman who is, like, genuinely really, really important, and she's the first one that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, can't get much more important than Michelle Obama. Yeah, true. Fair, you nailed it. I was going to go um, Meghan Markle, but I thought all controversial, like, you know. She's also yeah, important. She does, I like her, but... I do, but she's like divisive. Her. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I, um, I always remember, right, when I come out of the jungle, and I've told this story before, so I'm really sorry if I'm boring anybody. Liv will speak again I have not second, heard it, I promise. but I hear it. So I come off, and I was like, fucking, bu- like, the busiest I've ever been in my life. Like, just, you couldn't understand, like, wasn't sleeping, Liv. Yeah. Because... For like you're up at 3am to get ready for Lorraine Kelly or whatever or Good mm. Morning Britain then you're on Lorraine Kelly and and then when you're not doing that you're doing radio and when you're not doing that you're doing all the amazing brand stuff that's coming and like I was yeah. excited like God whirled at me feet excited but as well was starting to feel like God I'm pretty special <laughs> like, do you know what I mean like shit like what someone was telling me you won with like the most votes they've ever had like biggest percentage and I was like did I oh. like it, it was impossible mm. for me to for these things not to start getting to me head yeah and I consider myself to be super grounded mate never mm-hmm. believed me on hype but yeah it was it was I was on the cusp of some I was teetering <laughs> on becoming a real arsehole and I felt it I felt it and anyway I did this massive press tour and went back to Newcastle and opened like see me mom and me dad and me sister for the first mm. time and I was expecting a certain level of fanfare anyway <laughs> I, I opened the door <laughs> chucked me case in and was like I'm back and me, my, Laura was like is that you Vicky it's me sister she's like Vicky she was like hang on I'm just on the phone <laughs> alright yeah okay no bother no bother yeah mom she's like Vicky is that you I was like yeah she went the dishwasher's to empty. <laughs> and you're like, do you know who the fuck I am, hun? I was like, uh, just, just one, one the fucking jungle. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know what? I'll do the dishwasher. And just like that, Liv, I was brought back down to earth with a bang, 100%. reminded that I was Vicky Patterson from Wall's End. And yeah. I was always going to be Vicky Patterson from Wall's End. And from that moment on, I've never once forgot who I was I've never once been ungrateful for the great things that come my mm-hmm. way and I've never once like tried to be anything else and it, it's a nice feeling in yeah. a way Caroline really had it bob on surround yeah. yourself with people who care oh. it's so sad mate it's like Caroline I know, and I feel like a woman it's one of those where I hard I, I, I never bring it up because it's like it still feels I don't know, it just hurts doesn't it to talk about it it's just mm-hmm. sad um, yeah. but when I talk about that because like you know God, if I really wanted to upset myself, I could like dig into my WhatsApp history, you know, like she yeah. was, I just always think when I think about how I processed that level of um, sort of criticism and people discussing you when you came out the show, she was right there. And I, and I knew, and you always respect someone's opinion who you know has been through it because it's really yeah, easy for someone who's not to be like, oh, do this and do that. But like, because I knew she faced it full on for a whole career at times. So she, um, she was a great, yeah, great with like great mentor, really. Um, mm. uh, yeah, but I think it's it, it's getting perspective. It's like you say, and have like that there. You just, you've summed it up perfectly. Of like that is the perfect way for your family to behave. Because <laughs> if you'd come back and they'd literally deck the house out, and it was like a well, that little part of you that was like, on your shoulder about to take over Vicky as like, you know, like, you like, like a villain from like, sort of on these superhero films, they get a little taste of the power, and they're on the cusp of like, turning evil. <laughs> like, yes. that could have taken you over, but they just knocked it right out of you, you're like, no, oh, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it was as if he just flicked them right off my shoulder, Liv, but yeah, I'll be forever grateful for me mum and me sister to that, because, I wouldn't be where I was now and I certainly 
I don't think I'd be as likable. I don't think Erkan would have liked that version of me either. So yeah, funny how small things and everything isn't become. it weird when you think every little thing that's happened in your life and every decision you've made, like good or bad, has ultimately. And I just sound like I'm being so deep and wishy washy now, but I do believe this <laughs> has brought you to where you are now. Oh, uh, honestly, mate, I couldn't agree with you more. And it actually brings us on lovely to talking about your secret too. So here at Vicky Patterson, secret two, we obviously ask our lovely guests to divulge a couple pearls of wisdom. And I normally, me and my producer, who's listening in the wings right now, we work out as we, as we chat to you, what feels organic. Um, and honestly, mate, like, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it again, but you do, you impress me. I'm proud of you. And I think a lot of people out there will have witnessed your, your progression, your evolution from the girl they saw on Love Island to the woman that they see now who has the man of her dreams is about to move into the home of her dreams, like a career going from strength to strength. And you're impressive. You are an inspiration. So I want to know what your secret to realizing your dreams is and achieving them. Oh my god, what an intro! Now I've just got to live. I've got to live up to that fucking intro right now. Um, you got this, girl. No, I mean, is it, I'm I'm flattered that's to be my secret, and I I feel like I'm going to own it. I feel like you know it's a hard one, is it? Because for me, it's not something that I can summarize in one particular sentence. But yeah, go for it. Liz. I think it's Kick kind. Of, I think in a nutshell, for me, like sort of the secret to you know like making your dreams come true is kind of is control you know focusing on what you can control not what you can't control yeah patience um and yet having that working hard I I believe this the harder you work the luckier you get and I think some people say oh you just luck you people are lucky I think I think there's always an element of luck some people are just jammy but I think (laughs) you know for every job or you know getting the tv show you know doing Olivia meets her match and there's been obviously four years build up to that of them saying, no, you're not having your own show. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not ready. People aren't sure about you. Do you know what I mean? So there is a whole process. But the thing is, when you're in this industry we're in and with Instagram, people only see the wins because you don't post, mm. do you, when you go, oh, you know, a show just knocked me back or, you know, a, yeah. uh, someone didn't want me for an interview. You don't. You post when you get the things. But, you know, I think you have to take the losses in your stride because ultimately if you keep working hard you keep being grateful you keep being polite to people it's all gonna it's gonna come together but you just gotta like trust it um, yeah. and I spend you know I sometimes spend time and I'll be like daydreaming and I think oh like how did I spend that year like with that guy and doing that and you know, what but I think okay it wasn't great wasn't a great mm. time didn't really serve any purpose caused myself quite a lot of emotional harm but everything I learned in that time is now got me to where I am now like yeah. it's kind of invaluable because if I hadn't learned those lessons then I'd be learning them mm-hmm. now making the same mistakes in this relationship I made in past relationships so I think I try and take everything that's happened I've been through as a lesson um and you know another thing that's I've gone I'm literally going round circles here but another thing I always try to remind oh. myself as well is that what other people think about you is none of your business. So, and I think that's really a really good one to stay insane in life because as much as I think I've broadened my view, the, the view people have is of me over the years and they realise I'm not just this mental girl on Love Island in Tower that screams and shouts and, you know, there is more to me. Mm. Some people are still not going to like you, but that's oh. okay because no, no one's ever going to like everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like you can be... Yeah. 
the most perfect person, you know, textbook, unflawed human, someone's still not going to like you. And that's yeah. okay. So yeah, I mean, I, that is the worst secret too, because I just rambled <laughs> in a circle. But ultimately, how do we summarise it? No, mate, it's it. That's you it, just, that's it. You, yeah. you, you've done great. Like, honestly, I never, I don't ask for like this one little sort of like okay, nugget of advice. I had to give like an actual like tagline. No. I'm like, fuck, I don't have one. <laughs> no, babe, that was so lovely. And you're so right. Like, so many things you said were really, really relevant. And I think, do you know what resonated with me there? And mm. it's a lesson I'm still learning at 33, right? Which kills me every time I say it out loud. But um, yeah, I think it was Lucy Spraggan who told me this from, from X Factor. And yeah. she said, I was I was on Loose Women and I was getting a lot of stick at the time. Um, and it's it's a bit like the poppy effect. As you rise, people mm. love to watch you grow and they love to encourage that that success, but only when you get to a certain point and then they enjoy they enjoy cutting you down as well. Yeah. So I'd reached that point where my success was peaking and people were ready to see a bit of a fucking demise, really. Um little did they know if people just let us to it, I'd orchestrate it myself because I'm incredibly <laughs> self-destructive. I'm a nightmare. I always guarantee I'll make a mistake if you just leave us to it. But yeah, so she turned to me and she said, Listen, mate, I'm like, I know you and I think you're nice. She went, but not everyone is going to like you. Mm. And she went, that's the, that's the hardest thing you've mm. got to realise. She went, you can be the juiciest peach, the best peach in the world, like fuzzy and firm and ripe. And all the other peaches are like, whoa, you're a great peach. She went, but someone will just come along who doesn't like peaches. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's so that's okay. The, and it's, that's the perfect way to put it, isn't it, really? Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, not everyone's going to like peaches, but, Olivia, I love you, and I'm really pleased you came on today. I feel the same way. Ditto, mate. (laughs) Ditto. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.